0: One year up and one year down, Old Spiral Podcast celebrates its one-year anniversary this week, and to do so, we have compiled a short list of our favorite episodes of the show, what we've learned, and what's in store for the future. Thank you to our listeners for your continued support and listenership. Now, without further ado, here's a look back at 2020.
1: 2020. What a year. I, you know what? I don't think I have one thing to complain about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we both did pretty well 2020, I suppose. Uh, we were lucky.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, as far as 2020 goes, I'd say mine wasn't horrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the lucky ones. When you had some really cool life accomplishments. 2020. That's true. I finished school. I got a job. Yeah. I got another baby on the way. Woohoo! Coming anytime now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting. I'll have two little girls running around. You
0: got an idea for the the name? Are you gonna reveal the name?
1: I don't know. I didn't talk to Caitlin about whether or not I'd reveal the name. Mm, um, we'll, we'll leave it. Yeah, we'll leave it. We'll. All right. I'll make an announcement after it happens.
0: Cool. Yeah, I uh, did not make it out of 2020 without getting COVID, unfortunately. I'm still COVID free. That's awesome. See what that Uh,
1: vaccine does.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to get it. Um, I can tell you this much, it is not fun to get. It is only what I could imagine the most, I mean, not having experienced this either, so I hope I don't offend anybody, but I can only imagine it would be similar to like, trying to kick a hard drug cold turkey like that was the level of sickness that i felt it was terrible horrible fever horrible headache don't get it wear a mask try to social distance if you can it's not fun but uh otherwise i mean got to work the entire year right Uh, i got a pretty kick-ass job myself as well so yeah i think all said and done we we made out pretty good this year uh in our personal lives you know Absolutely. Um, And not only
1: that, but I think uh, we got to do a podcast all 2020. It started, we got together, I mean, we started, uh, we're looking back, I think, we did a test recording, not an episode, but a test recording like Mm mid-November of 2019. Right. And our first episode came out January 10th, 2020. Mm -hmm. So... It started out really well, and <laughs> and it, what was really cool, what I was pretty impressed about was the people that were willing to come on right at the beginning before we even had anything. Right. Uh, yeah. We did a, an episode on Casey's, and then I called in a family friend, Bob Thorson, to talk about that Rock to Riches album, mm-hmm. and... Then Pete Broyles came in. I mean, I had kind of had a relationship with him, but Mm -hmm. episode three, I mean, we had had like 40 listens at that point, and and he was willing to come in and do the podcast with us and Mm kind of sight unseen, and that was was really cool, and the support that we've gotten from the people that are willing to come on and do this has been fantastic.
0: Absolutely, and I mean, it's through those initial people that we were able to get more guests, and like you said, otherwise, maybe maybe this doesn't happen if we wouldn't have had those first few initial guests to sort of give legitimacy to the brand, I guess. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, we had just a handful of listeners at that time. We kind of didn't really know what we were doing yet. we had an idea of what the show was going to be, of course, but we, we'd we never done a podcast. So it was kind of kind of interesting starting out. But yeah, it was... Through the kindness of those first few guests that we we're able to continue doing what we do now.
1: Yeah. I mean, after that, we could approach people and be like, you know, hey, these people have been on. Well, blah, blah, blah. it kind of gave us a little bit of, a, you know, mm-hmm. something to stand on and mm-hmm. definitely grateful. And we'll probably have to have some of the people back on again.
0: Oh, I'd love to have repeat visits from many of the people we've had on the show. And uh, we've been lucky enough to have a couple repeats from uh skate from hogan's uh we've we've been lucky enough to have dr stephen branting on a few times um you know we and and will thompson we've had him on as a few times as well and it's always cool to have have friendly faces back on the show yeah and i hope we do in 2021 and
1: gregory ray seems to pop up in the most unlikely
0: of places (laughs) (laughs) oh that guy he's a good buddy and a great dude (laughs) and uh yeah he he knows everybody when, when you're kind and caring and uh, you put yourself out there, you're definitely going to spread a big web, and that's definitely what Greg's done.
1: Yeah, that's right. And our listenership has steadily increased, you yeah. know, a, a month mm-hmm. to month, and... Um I think it was October or November. We almost broke a thousand downloads in a month. Yeah. Which I was just, we we're just shy. And mm-hmm. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. It didn't happen, but we we're super close. And if we could make that happen, I'd just be stoked.
0: Yeah, that would be great. And I, I think we will, we'll get there. I mean, it's just snowballing. Everything's snowballing. And you know, there's all kinds of cool ideas that we have for the show and some we get time for and some we don't, but we're eventually going to get to all of them. And, and, uh, it just makes the show more worthwhile to check out, so I think we'll definitely hit that thousand mile, mile marker, milestone, what am I trying to say? 100%. Yeah. And, you know, 46 episodes in a year, that's
1: not bad. Yep. That's not bad. It's almost one a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in, in the midst of a pandemic. Right. Or you even and most of those are, sick.
0: And most of those are interviews. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We only I, have done... A handful of research episodes that you and I just did by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I kind of like
1: the interviews a little better. Yeah, for sure. We'll do more research episodes in the future, but I think even in our research episodes to have people that come in and know a little mm-hmm. bit about it makes it just all that much better.
0: Yeah, well, and it's just cool to um, kind of do what we have set out to do with the show, which is connect with others that are passionate about the place that we live, and uh, find out what their passion is specifically and why. And uh, it's just fun.
1: Yeah. We've had a lot of good people come in. We've done a lot of fun episodes. So I I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't talk about what our favorite episodes have been.
0: Yeah, great segue. Thus far. Yeah. So,
1: all right, Drew, give me one of your favorite top five. I don't know how we were able to pick
0: five. Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, they're all super, super fun um and and i have my five and brian has his five i wrote mine down i don't know what his are he doesn't know what mine are so and
1: i don't know what's going to happen when we have the same ones because i'm sure we're going to have an overlap i'm sure we will too
0: um so i'll just pick one randomly here so i think uh one of the more recent episodes that we did and one of the last few ones of 2020 which was uh with doug riddle you know i've i've already done all the big rapids and everything and like And it's just kind of fun to be relaxing and go fishing and check out all the, you know, like look in the caves or the mines and go look at the old uh, homesteads and stuff like that. It's just really cool. And just knowing what's going on up there, it's really cool. And you you know, I mean, I've been doing it
1: up there for, I don't even know, like over 50 years. And I, I never get tired of it, you know, not at all, ever. Oh, Doug, that was awesome. That guy is so interesting.
0: Yeah, and just a wealth of knowledge about the area, obviously boat building, um, but so much else. I mean, like, he just rattled off a lot of information that I didn't even know he had about... Um, like motorcycles, and he was talking about you know he could come back and do a whole episode just on motorcycles. It, which is Doug's cool.
1: definitely going to be one of those guys that does at least two, maybe three episodes. That with would us. be
0: cool. Hopefully he can do that. And hopefully we can make that happen. That would be great. Yeah. Um. Hopefully he can take us out on a boat. Oh, be cool.
1: I'd be that'd be pretty cool. One of those uh, speedboats that yeah. they're doing now with MotoJet. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, sure. Doug's dad, uh, Norm Riddle, started mm-hmm. Weldcraft. Back in the was it was sixties, yep, and uh, had a motorcycle shop before then. That one was a really cool episode because we post all these or you know most of them on on Facebook, and that one got so much attention with people, and all of the comments were super. Um, uh, positive yeah uh, that'll kind of lead me into my into my first favorite uh but they were so positive everyone's saying i love my weldcraft boat mm-hmm. and um just uh, the memories that they've had and people were posting pictures and it got shared and, and yeah. then another person was saying how norm helped i can't remember if he helped start or worked uh, at the yamaha i think it was yamaha shop up in moscow and just great memories and pictures and everything like i just said Mm -hmm. um so that one was that one was great we i love getting interactions on facebook and when we strike a chord like that with Mm -hmm. our audience and you know if you do see our posts on facebook and when you're listening to the episodes like it sure but but throw a comment on there oh this is what i remember about that Mm -hmm. and i think uh Casey's got a handful of those our first episode and mm-hmm. that's that when I see that people are enjoying it that's awesome
0: yeah absolutely and I mean it also just reaffirms that you know we we picked something cool and good and uh, especially in the case of Doug Riddle and his family and now Pat that you know shout out to Pat hey what's up Pat yeah um, we went to
1: school with him and
0: yep uh, who now continues the legacy of that family and others in their family too. But, um, you know, how much they shaped the culture of the L.C. Valley and kind of put uh, Lewiston on the map for the rest of the world. Well, Literally, shoot, the yeah, world,
1: world, world championships. Mm-hmm. World and championship. I think it was Australia for jet boat racing. New Zealand. Um, I think the it, race... Was well, I think the race in was in Australia, but the New Zealanders were mad because they Bond invented movies. jet boating. Yeah, Bond movies. Uh, uh, junkyard Wars. Junkyard that guy wars. is just a
0: wealth, man. Yeah, he's a really cool guy, and it would be it would be cool to uh, just relive some of those memories with him because I, I know he's got a lot of cool stuff yeah. to uh, talk about. But let's move on to your... Well, as your I was tip. saying,
1: that one got a lot of positive comments and reviews. Um, one of my favorite episodes, which got some... Interesting feedback. I'll say, it was kind of a, it was a threefer because it was the St. Joe's Nursing Union series. Yeah. And from my observation, you have some of the finest, most qualified and dedicated registered nurses that anyone would ever want to have right here at St. Joe's. And you need to recruit new people coming in that want to stay here long term and learn from these experienced nurses so they can carry on that legacy of the highest level of patient care uh, here in the valley. And... um, uh, and I would hope that the hospital would realize that and make movement in order to achieve those goals. And of course, we did that because, uh, well, a few reasons. I mean, A, I support nursing staff just in general because it's mm-hmm. one of the hardest jobs you'll ever have. Right. Your girlfriend, Rachel, nurse. Yep. Got to support him. Good buddy, Joby. Joby's he's a nurse. <laughs> Joby, Um, Yeah, we've got my grandma was a nurse at St. Joe's for years and years and years. So we've got some close ties to it. And that's something my brother-in-law Greg was super passionate about. Uh, He was right there with them when they first got going and, and super involved in the nursing union. And we got to talk to some Teamsters, and I got reminded on Facebook that Teamsters were mobsters and supported (laughs) by uh, drugs and mobs and all that stuff, which is a totally outdated view, I believe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that was really interesting to hear about their struggles and the history of the hospital. I mean, the three-part series was perfect Mm -hmm. because we got all three sides. We got the history and just a regular someone who was affecting it was Greg and he didn't know a ton of the details. And then we got a couple nurses in that knew a bunch of the details. And then we actually got some teamsters to sit in and talk about negotiations. And what I love about the podcast is that we talk about, you know, some history, we talk about cool buildings, people, and even current events. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's all just trying, I think, the show, right? And it, it's tough to define it, I guess, completely. We have, I guess, our little definition. But it's just connecting all that stuff and saying, here are the things that make it worthwhile being here, and here's why this place is uniquely cool. Um, because, you know, we were chatting before we started recording about, yeah, our town has stuff that sucks, of course. Yeah. Everywhere does. Everywhere does. There's assholes everywhere. But we happen to have a lot of people that aren't, a lot of people that are really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of weird, you
1: know, I'm not maybe not weird, but unfortunate history, but that's just yeah. part of being in America.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But we also have a lot of really cool history. 100%. So... Yeah. Uh, and, and we also happen to have a lot of passionate people here, like those nurses that formed the, the union. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. That was that was also that was in my honorable mentions. I'm good. I've got a couple honorable mentions because I couldn't just make it five. Uh, but yeah, th- that was great, and it was really informative, really insightful, and uh, can't we, we both can't say enough about how much we support them and what they're doing, and we wish them all the best, and we'll probably update everybody with. Um, anything that we learn from them as, as time progresses as well.
1: Yeah as we learned the negotiations are going very slow, right So if anything ever does happen,
0: we'll <laughs> let <will>. you know <laughs> it will we, They've got some some hard work and persistent folks and I think they'll they'll make it happen.
1: Yes, they will yep.
0: Um, okay, so my next pick um, one that I just thought was really really fun. Uh, super kind, nice, happy friendly people. Coco and Carl Umaker, those guys were awesome. I mean, how awesome is it that it turned out that it was just the perfect spot? You know, we didn't, we could have gone somewhere else and we actually considered because we were really wanting to jump into the wine industry. I, I knew in my undergrad, this was what I was going to do. I was going to make wine. And, and like at that point with Carl and I and our credentials and everything, we were like, dude, we're going to make wine. Where are we going? Or we, should we do this here? And, and as we dug whole, you know, pits in the vineyard and like looked at the whole thing, all of what he just told you, um, we're like, oh my God, you know, this is it. And how cool is it that we have such ties, you know, emotionally to the ground and um, pretty sweet. It was great to talk about, of course, their, their winery and the legacy of uh, wine and their family in this Valley, but also to talk to Carl about the plus earthworm which we did an episode briefly on um in our anomalies episode and uh he kind of corrected some of the stuff that we did or didn't know and it it was just cool because carl was on the team that kind of rediscovered the earthworm again in the early 2000s mid 2000 something like that what was it 2008 i believe it was 2008 yeah so not that long ago but um that was what blows my mind is
1: people didn't believe it was there. Right. You know, right. and and even though they found it in ah oh gosh, was it the 40s later than that, was it the yeah. 40? Um, I don't believe it, it was. Like the,
0: showed up in a scientific journal in like maybe the 1840s.
1: Dome, R W Dome. Yeah,
0: we were talking about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, just the fact that he was able to to prove his prove its existence and uh but the, going back to their wine They make extraordinary wine, which was proven over again by them winning a handful of platinum awards this last year. I mean, they're, I think, one of eight or fewer wineries that have won this many platinum awards for their wine. Wow. I can't remember what it said on their Facebook post, but it was... Uh, they're uh, super award-winning yeah and again those grown are...
0: grown right over there in lewiston right processed and everything and they're just very talented people yep talented and passionate about what they do and again that's just what we love and and another couple of guests that i would love to have on again oh 100 you know, you know, percent
1: yeah right uh, they've got a beautiful venue i love playing music up there yeah yeah whenever that's going to be possible again um
0: <laughs> Yeah, and again, I haven't got to sample the wine or check out the venue, um, as I am not much of a wine aficionado, but because of COVID. It's so fun. We'll have soon. to, I
1: mean, they usually their tastings are only for the members, but I think they'd probably make an exception for us. And you got to go up there because even if you're not a wine aficionado, some of the stuff, even if you wouldn't want to, like, drink a few glasses because wine's not your favorite, maybe, even though it's good wine, mm-hmm. Um just some of the different tastes and stuff. It's it's crazy what they can do right. with oh, grapes sure. and, and presses and thyme.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right, what do you got next?
1: Okay. Let's see. What am I going to do next? Oh, oh, this is so difficult because we have so many good ones. Well, I
0: got one that I'm sure that you and I are going to share, so let's just make this a throwaway one for both of us. All right. Spiral Rock really cool
1: and i know this is a community-based podcast too is um when we harvest our grapes like how we met knit was harvest party we have a harvest party instead of paying a bunch of hired hands to come clip our grapes we just have volunteers from the community come up and then all that money that we would have spent on paying for labor we just spent on a nice party with
0: Cool live music, movie. live music. It's well, an amphitheater. You have to expand your family that way, right? Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. you're constantly like like Nick. You end up with these people that kind of come into your life and then well, and, yeah. and well, they stay. When you thank people when as they're leaving for coming, they go, "No, thank you for inviting us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for hosting Thanks this. For we'll be back, this. back next year." Right.
1: I was so right. Saturday,
0: October third, twenty twenty. The harvest party this year.
1: Oh my gosh. That one was a blast. That
0: was by far one of my favorite. All right, let's
1: give a little background to everybody that that this is a little bit of insight here. I call, is it, um, oh man, I'm sorry. Doug, right? That's his name. Oh, Drew's failing too. The guy is from Spiral Rock. (laughs) I'm sure it's Doug. Anyway, I think it is. um, I'm messaging him saying, hey, let's do a podcast. I'd love to come up and we'll do one on location. It's probably, He's like, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing it alone. It's a group effort and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have another couple people do it with me. I'm like, all right, all right. We'll go up there. It'll be me and Drew, two, you know, one. You know, there might be four of us total, maybe five. That'll be fine. We go up. They had seven. Because <laughs> they had seven and then it was us, right? And
0: also... One Gregory Ray. <laughs>
1: yeah, he <laughs> snuck his way in. <laughs> but, and, and so I'm sitting there. I brought up a handful. I brought up like all the mics I had, with, and it wasn't even enough. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, all right, let me figure out how to do this. And it was also
0: our first remote <laughs> recording. We'd never done a recording outside of the studio. So that's right. That was cool too. Um, and it might have been, it might not have been the easiest
1: one. If you're a listener to maybe follow along with all the different voices and trying to remember who everyone
0: was, you did a good job. And it did sound—I think it sounded good.
1: No, it sounded—it did. And I—I'm definitely getting better at that. But uh, man, it was just a blast. And I don't know if it was the uh, alcohol alcoholic uh, kombucha (laughs) and wine that we were drinking that made it so fun. That was was one of my favorite parts because you could hear the wine glasses clinking around, hitting the table, glug, 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 the wine filling.
0: Yeah, well, and for me, that was the first time that I'd tried much of that stuff. So, and it's delicious. If you're listening to this now, it's delicious. Go buy some. You can buy it all over the valley. I mean, go back and listen to the episode because I don't know right off the top of my head all of the places where you can get it, but there are several throughout the valley. And uh
1: and if you're if you've if you've never tried kombucha you're a little wary about it, or if you have, like from a grocery store mm-hmm. and not liked it, don't write it off.
0: Yeah. Because theirs is very good. It just tastes like delicious juice. Yeah. Some kind of really good fruit juice. It's super And huge. they make it from fruit that right there on, on, on their property. Mm-hmm. and Which is amazing. You should, if you can, and, and, and when things are back in full swing, go up there. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I do believe that they do uh, private parties is mostly what they're doing. So if you get a group of five, ten people, and you're like, man, we should do something fun, go up there. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, ten people's within the limits. <clears throat> nowadays. <laughs> Flipping COVID. What a year. Yeah. Um, no, uh, but yeah. So get a group of people, your COVID crew, I believe mm-hmm. is what it's called, and and go up and try some kombucha and their wine is, is good. They do a white All wine. All of it was and-
0: delicious. I mean, everything they gave us was was very good,
1: and that was a blast. We met a lot of good people and just had a wonderful time. and we I think hung that out comes for, through
0: for a long time after and jammed a little music you did. I oh, that's right. Uh,
1: yeah, we did the jam. so if you go back through I, so I do a lot of the well I do all the music for the podcast, mm-hmm. and we had a little jam session and I played a riff while I was up there that we all jammed to it. <laughs> it's the same riff that's in that the episode, mm-hmm. the music for that in the yep. intro,
0: so, yeah, but, and I mean, it, the weather was perfect um, again, the scenery, the, 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 the space, uh, just their story. I think everything about it just really made it a cool episode and a really, really neat experience. And, um, uh, Billy, if you're listening, we're, we're going to hit a stream soon and go fish. Uh, we, we've been trying to steelhead all winter and I, I keep getting sick or can't do it because of X, Y, Z, but yeah, Billy's an awesome guy. Billy also does amazing artwork. If you haven't checked out his artwork, check that out. But yeah, that was also, I mean, just one of my all-time favorite episodes so far. Yes,
1: hundred percent. Um, now my favorite th- I'm gonna I'm gonna choose I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of left field here. I'm gonna choose a favorite thing. Now, this isn't something we've done a lot, but it's something I want to do a lot more of. The artist spotlights. Yeah. They're yeah. kind of my favorites. I mean mm-hmm. we've had Henry Funkin'. Well, they call me the fire! My Making my rounds all over town, plain. That was kind of a duel also because we talked about firefighting a lot of it, but also right. because he's a local musician and mm-hmm. we've had Jamie Laws in a local artist.
0: What I did then is like really start to see the
1: the beauty around here. And I was just like, man, this is like the greatest place to raise kids. It feels so safe everything's gorgeous i love these rivers i love the these hills. hills i you oh know I mean, just everything about it like i'm i'm obsessed with the palouse like i could just like take pictures of the palouse all day and it'll be like 400 of the same picture you know when you look <laughs> at it but and i think the idea of doing artist spotlights is super fun and i know that there's a handful if not more musicians and artists that i want to have in and have on the podcast um because for being such a a small place i mean it's a i like to refer to it as a big small town mm-hmm. um there's so much great music and art and all sorts of things that you wouldn't expect to come out of come out of this town
0: yeah i mean i think as there should be you know um there's so much beautiful stuff to reference around here if you're an artist uh, you've got the palouse you've got the blues the craig mountains the are the north fork i guess if you're just specifically into nature <laughs> maybe but uh you know there's all kinds of stuff that you can reference there's all kinds of cool history and like like you said maybe even problematic history if you want to talk about that through your art um it's it's just a really cool place if you are an artist i think mm-hmm.
1: and there's plenty of venues for artists to uh, have expression places yeah. where paintings are hung places to play music in better times. Jeez, dude, it just keeps coming up. You can't escape it. <laughs> Cannot escape the COVID or my daughter yelling, if you heard that if your volume's <laughs> up loud enough. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, I, I I agree. I think um we we talked about that before the show started that this year we need to do more artist spotlights. And uh, we've got some on deck. That we, do. We, we We can reach out to that uh, would be great. Um, and, yeah, I'm hopeful for that, too, in 2021. I'm sitting here trying to look at my list.
1: Yeah, what is your next favorite?
0: Um, Anytime we have Dr. Stephen Branting on.
1: Uh, if you weren't going to say it next, I was. Yeah.
0: Well, now I'm near nearly 230. These are firsts. Okay? It happened first here in Lewiston. Lewiston was the pioneer in this, either in the state, the region, the nation, the world. It happened here. And it is a phenomenal legacy, this community. Anybody who thinks that Lewiston doesn't have any heritage or any legacy or is a boring town, which somebody told me the other day, it's just boring town. I told him, you certainly don't know much about this town this is one of the most interesting towns you could ever imagine and he is going
1: to come back for more I was telling uh, somebody about having him on the two times that we've had him and he was saying someone's got to sit down and, and extract that guy's knowledge and I said man we're working on it
0: yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's exactly my next point was it's just amazing how articulate and eloquently he speaks about our history and it's just really nice to sit there and listen to him tell a story. Um,
1: and he's got tons of stories.
0: Yes, he and knows them all. So
1: Steve ranting, local historian, and educator. Yep. And the amount of work that he puts in to getting these stories and all the information on the history and, and everything else—it's—it's it's impressive and super impressive. The way his mind lines lines it all up and lines it all out. And and the way he's able to relay sometimes this complicated information is, yeah. it's great. And I'm so glad he's been on the podcast.
0: Well, and it's not often, um, I guess, coming from an academic space, we can, you know, I, I, I haven't gotten as deep into it as you have, obviously, but I think we can both say uh, confidently that academics aren't always, As cool to talk to as Stephen Branting is. And he is definitely an academic, but he's definitely also just a really great person.
1: Well, and one of the things, you don't think of science, which is, of course, what what my degree was in as being a storytelling thing. But one thing that a lot of academics don't do as well, and one of the things that my advisor really pressed me to do, was make it a story. Right. Even when I was doing my whole swimming pool air thing you make it a story you say you know here's an introduction this is where it started and this is what we know and this is and not only that but being able to relay this information in an understandable way mm-hmm. which he does in, in in a he does it well
0: well and i mean how many times have you or i both sat in on a on a talk at a conference and just listened to somebody talk about data sets right and you don't remember any of it mm-hmm. but If they build a narrative into it and they're a really entertaining speaker, of course, you remember it for sure. That would have been the thing that you remembered from the conference. Right. Yeah, and that's what he's great at is is really being captivating and really just being passionate about the work and, and researching and finding out more.
1: So before I get to my next favorite, I just want to say it's Stu Davis. That was my bad. It's not Doug. I was dealing with a different Doug. Yeah. From, uh, I'm sorry, Stu Davis from... <laughs> we just uh, got
0: done talking about Doug Riddle.
1: Yeah, we did. Stu Davis from... Uh, Spiral Rock. Spiral Rock, and just everyone that was involved with that. So thank you, Stu. Your name is Stu. <laughs> it's Stu. It is Stu. <laughs> Not Doug. Stu. All right. So, <laughs> oh, man. My next favorite is going to be, and um, mostly because it's one of my Favorite hobbies, right up there with music. Um, brewing is, is Pete Broyles' the first beer that we brewed was our blonde, which we're still making. Uh, we opened the day we opened, we had three beers on tap. Oh, okay. We had the blonde, we had the stout, and we had the IPA, mm. the Seven Devils IPA. And then shortly after that, we added the Riverette Red, and then we added the Pale Hill, and then we added the Bach. Uh, and I just kind of, and then we, the, the original intent was we'd have. Four beers year round, and then we'd have two that we would have seasonals. And again, him coming on as I guess technically our second guest um, was super cool, and I really enjoyed Pete's episode.
0: Yeah, yep
1: that was that was really neat learning the history of Riverport and his introduction. That's what I love is learning how these people get into doing what they do. Right, and his, it was just really neat how he started really small, and got a little bigger and 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 decided you know what this is what I want to do I want to open a brewery here, mm-hmm. and I think the only well of course the first brewery here Wise Gerber first brewery in Idaho right, uh, but after prohibition I think there's only been barley hoppers yep as far as I know could yeah, be as far wrong as I know too, uh, so that was really neat Pete was. Wonderful to talk to. And you know what? We might have him back in someday. Oh, that be we'll great. We'll see what happens. That's
0: and another one that I think would be great to go do a remote a remote recording uh, session and go hang out at Riverport.
1: Yeah. And uh, 2020, why did you do that to us? Please go support Pete during this time of COVID. Absolutely. I remember when COVID first came out. Sidetrack. I remember when COVID first came out and... We were like, it's
0: product rollout.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we were saying just, I think one of our, the we did a, a short COVID episode just saying, hey, I've I figured out how to do, you know, internet stuff and phone calls through recording. And, and uh, uh, I had a point and it was that we didn't have any idea it would last so long.
0: No, no. Yeah, absolutely not. And I think we said,
1: I think I said like almost quote, we'll try to keep mentions of COVID to a minimum and just try not to talk about it because this is a positive podcast. And now it's coming up every five minutes (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's just a serious part of our lives now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's reached a fever pitch. I think people are, they're ready one way or another to do something about it, whether that's good or bad. You know, we could talk about for days also, and I'm sure you guys have in your houses too. But yeah, I never would have anticipated it no. taking this long. I thought when we first started hearing rumblings about it that by the time it hit the U.S., well, we'll have it all figured out and, uh, you, you know, it won't be a big deal. And you, you think back to like uh, SARS and uh, MERS and so on and bird flu, whatever. Yeah. And uh well, that's you, what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be something similar where it's just yeah. it might affect a few people, but then they'll get it figured out really quick. And believe it or not, I think we
1: are keeping COVID COVID uh, uh, you know mentions to a minimum. It just happens to yeah be so huge. But go support Riverport. Um, go support small businesses, especially any, any in Washington. In but Washington, any restaurant, get some takeout from Hogan's, Hazel's. Um. Uh, roosters uh Mm -hmm. pareja sellers go get go buy some of their wine and a lot of these places you can't you can't dine in you can't go in and hang out um what riverport's done outside because they're lucky enough to have the space to do it is is pretty cool and and they're they're doing okay but i mean all of their sales are way down and as a community we have done a wonderful job yeah we really have but uh yeah go down get a growler at riverport have a pint um Keep it going, but yes, Pete. Pete was my. Whoa, what is that? Three or four now? (laughs) I think that was three. I think that was three. three. All right, so you're on four.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. You're on five. Must have been four. I I could have swore it was four. All right, this is your last one. So this might be another overlap for you. Maybe I don't know, but uh, Hogan. I just, I I would want him know that Hogan's is a a comfortably cool bar where you get to be, you you get to be whatever you want to be. I
1: mean, you can come come as you are. We aren't. We aren't there's, there's no issues with, with how you want to be and how you want to act. You know, don't be an asshole. That's it. That's kind of the rule. That's it really, uh, no arm wrestling and don't be an asshole. Like that's, that's kind of it. Uh, I, I want people to know that it's, it's a comfortable place. It's a safe place. We take great care in, in the drinks that we picked out, the beers that we have on tap, the beers that we have, like we, we, we try to curate something that covers, just something for everybody and that's what we really we just kind of want to be everybody's bar
0: um having having skate come on to talk about hogan's um was awesome and again just the history of where that starts where um you know hogan's was a sporting goods store and like an outfitting place where you could go get tackle for fishing and uh turns into like a little cafe and then turns into a bar
1: what it's like the 20s or 30s, right? We're talking 1920 yeah, long, long or 1930. He said he found a bingo card from the 30s. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: and it was a cafe. And, yep. and one of the things that I love about Hogan's was my grandpa had a uh, – he was a mechanic. He had a shop across the street. And ever since I was three, four years old – We'd have lunch there every day. So you got my grandpa, my mom would have lunch there. You've got me and now you've got my kids. So we've got four generations in my family that have been going to Hogan's mm-hmm. on a I regular know. basis. And now
0: I live just down the street. And when this is over, I definitely will be eating there a lot more and, and hanging there in the summer for sure outside and relaxing. It's a great place. It's a great space. Um, we mentioned in an in episode how good the food is, how cool the space is. Um, If you're more artistically inclined and more cultural than, let's say, some of the other folks in town, this is your bar. This is where you come hang out. It really
1: is. One of my favorite places to play music, not just on the stage, but I think one of my favorite music playing experiences was hanging out 11, 12, 1 o'clock. And we are outside in the summer. And playing a song, I think it was Psycho Killer by The Talking Heads, and mm-hmm. everyone was singing out loud and screaming at the top of our lungs, and we were all out there having just a blast. Mm-hmm. And and that was just one of my favorite—I I mean, a lot of my favorite times have been at
0: Hogan's. Right. Yeah, it's a cool place. Um It's the only place like that in this valley that—I mean, I can say that confidently. There's nowhere else like it. Um, and the food, the food
1: is delicious food is very good. i always tell
0: people like and you might affordable. not expect it
1: and you might now because they're doing a ton of remodels mm-hmm. so but i mean walking in there when especially before like right when skate took over and before then you've had the booths that have been around since i was four right and and everything else you might not expect it to have the food at the, uh, the high of quality that it is mm-hmm. but it's It's unbelievable. It's some
0: of the best bite size in the Valley
1: and their burgers are out of this world.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also on those lines, um, you know, skate talking about spending all of the time and painstaking effort that he does to make a good mixed drink, to make a good cocktail, to research what alcohol is going to go best with these XYZ ingredients and, um, doing stuff from scratch, making things that are actually good. It's not just, stuff from a mixed bottle and
1: uh no he's an excellent but all the bartenders are excellent yeah. but skate's been doing it for years yep. and he it the quality shows through and that's another one of those passions
0: Absolutely. he's got a passion for it and it shows mm-hmm. and skate's also super vested in the community um, city council member C- city council board of, of health and we've had him on as well to discuss those things and we probably will again in the future i'm sure um, but Hogan's, that was one of my favorites and that is the last on my top five and I have some other honorable mentions. All right. But now it is your turn.
1: This one's going to throw a light bulb on for you. This episode was a sleeper in yeah. my opinion. You know what I'm talking about yet? I don't. Oh, the Asoten County Library. You know how the hills, sometimes they're straight up and down and sometimes they lie down and sometimes they're brown and sometimes they're green and sometimes they're pink. I love that, and I love Swallow's Nest, and I love the people. I love the people who come in the library and they're just kind and appreciative and um, good people. I don't know, it's just a nice pace of life, and it's good people,
0: and I love the river. That yes. one
1: was, I'm was like, okay, let's do the library. The library is super important. Also down the road from my grandpa's mechanic shop, so when I got into touching too many stuffs in the shop, they'd send me down to the library, <laughs> go touch things down there, <laughs> and uh, um... I spent a lot of time in the library and I thought, yeah, let's definitely do my, my brother-in-law, uh, Bryce is on the library board. And I thought, yeah, let's definitely do an episode in the library. Libraries are super important and a great integral part of the community and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. But I learned so much stuff about what the library does and I was just shocked.
0: Mm -hmm. And it, it sucks that we didn't know, but now we do. And, um, i know that both of us will will be taken advantage of all of the cool uh, visits that they get from artists from authors um all the cool nights that they have for adults and kids um they do like uh they have professors come
1: in and yeah. go to basalt cellars and they do talks and you have mm-hmm. wine and and they have book clubs obviously and What I was, I think, what impressed me the most was how much they do for the community, as far as helping people get jobs. You can get you; they'll help you make a resume. They'll help you apply for jobs. They'll um, they you can get certified Microsoft Office Mm -hmm. for free. All this is for free. You can get free Wi-Fi, and even during even during COVID, golly. (laughs) What a year, everybody. Um, Even during COVID, you can still go rent a laptop and use their Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi just right there from the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Grab a
0: computer, use it in your car to get whatever you need done. Well, and the work that they do to get grants to continually update, renovate, get more um, equipment, get more books, get, get more funds for all of those events that we just discussed... Yeah, that truly was a sleeper, and that is a really great episode with a lot of information, and uh, the the librarian there is a very kind, very insightful woman, and that that was a great episode. Yeah, it yep. it really was. It, it definitely worth one of the top fives. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's hear some of your honorable mentions. I just have a couple here. Um, I think the one that started it all, Casey's,
1: and uh, a couple influential figures. Yeah. Uh that made it in the music scene that you'll probably have heard of.
0: Yeah, he he really struck it up with um Power Viewer and the Raiders. That was the year when he had Roy Orbison come play.
1: Yeah, Roy Orbison at the top of Roy Orbison when he had, yeah. you know, chart-topping mm-hmm. singles. And I mean, not
0: only that, but they had bands like the Whalers, uh, the oh, who the champs, Dick Cates and the Chessmen, and Wolf played before they were called Steppenwolf, they were called
1: Sparrow. They're... The great Jimmy Page played downtown Lewiston right. with the Yardbirds, drew a crowd of 2,200 people, and rocked the Socks off.
0: Oh, that, was that one episode. was so much fun, and that's how we started this show because we thought, how can we talk about this really cool thing, this really cool era that doesn't go talked about at all really and still doesn't even even now um about casey's and and our our town's connection to rock and and the history of it and the beginning of it really so i have some information for you cool
1: remember that mural that we talked about that somebody made in there is like oh the psychedelic one yeah yeah i think and i am going to have to remember who i was talking to about it Someone know, that I know mm-hmm. knows the person that still has it. Whoa. It exists, and it is in
0: town. That's cool. We got to go look at that for sure. Yeah, 100%. Whoa. I, wonder I who, thought it disappeared. I wonder who originally created that. See, we're going to have to find out. That's why we're going to have to someday. Have to commission that person to make us original art for our the show. Mm-hmm. If they are still around.
1: Yeah, maybe. That was a long time ago. That was a while ago. <laughs> I was just
0: so impressed
1: at all the bands that played. Yeah. And, and of course, the, the pinnacle, the great moment of 1969 when Jimmy Page and the rest Yardbirds. of the Yardbirds came yeah. and played in Lewiston, Idaho. I mean... Well, and the persistence of Pat to keep it going. Pat Patori. because He screwed up his name
0: like 50 times. <laughs> Patori. Pat Patori, yeah, Um, but yeah, just like despite so many setbacks of just competition from other spaces, noise uh, ordinances, noise ordinances, pesky pastors, pesky pastors, uh, just a general opposition to long-haired hippies and rock music, um, all this stuff, and and also his his um, persistence, willingness to go above and beyond to innovate. Like, he had the light the biggest regular light show, psychedelic light show between San Francisco and Chicago. And that was true. He did. And, I mean, the stuff that he incorporated, like the runway lights, and I'm talking about the runway for, like, an airplane. Yeah. Like, can you imagine how bright that would be? That would be insane. And, uh, you know, it it was just a really cool place. I wish I could have been a part of that. I wish I could see what it looked like in its glory and its heyday. Um, Besides black and white pictures. Right. And to have been able to have access to that and to have lived that when you were at that age, I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah. Well, and I got three things on it. One, no alcohol. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly for, you know, high school kids, which was really... College kids. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, who does that? Who, Who gears something for young kids anymore, which is a hundred percent something that young kids need.
0: Yep. That is one thing that the Valley now, even now is lacking agency of is a space for young people.
1: Right. Keeps them out of trouble and it uh, gives them something to do. And, and that would be one thing, you know, uh, a plague and and something that i see and uh my brother's got some friends and he's 19 he's moved back to town and they're pretty you know oh there's nothing to do here right like all that and it's like well there should be Mm -hmm. and two was that after it started getting a little bit more psychedelic in in the late 60s um you know fights and, and everything else went down right you know you, you kind of have this connotation or especially back in the day that you know hippie music and all that stuff you can bring in drugs and all all these right. things. No, he didn't even want alcohol. He wasn't a place for that and mm-hmm. everything kind of mellowed out with that. And oh a three was um, when we did that episode and I should have known when we did that episode this was gonna persist throughout, every time we go to learn something new, G- we think we know what we're gonna learn when we do an episode. We learn many more things over. Right. Um, we learned about light shows, the history of light shows with Casey's. When mm-hmm. we did the old Spiral Highway episode, we learned about these guys who had ties to uh, Charles Francis Adams, who was Sam Adams' grandson and mm-hmm. and uh, Quincy Adams' son, and that that his kids had. Uh, house out on the Clearwater, that was what Branting told us last time. And, right. And every time we do an episode, we learn way more than we ever think we're going to.
0: Yeah, we only scratch the surface, too. Yeah. I mean, there's there's always more to be said. And, you know, we've talked about it a number of times, and I hope we do at some point soon revisit Casey's and, and talk more about the cool stuff and times that were had there at Casey's.
1: Oh, we'll definitely
0: have to try to hit
1: that up. For sure. I've got an honorable mention. Let's hear it. And no one would know. This is another little bit of background info. This is not necessarily my favorite episode, but I think that hmm, the memory we're going to have from doing this episode is going to bring a smile to my face for a long time. The Anomalies episode is <laughs> <laughs> like 25 minutes long. It must have taken us five, I don't know, we were drinking Goofy Juice or something. Yeah, it took a long time. We couldn't say anything without just laughing yeah. and having to start over and start over well, and start
0: over. Well, there was over. also some behind-the-scenes script writing that made it difficult to not laugh. Well, you know, it's and, just uh, funny. <laughs> It, it was funny. It was, it, was, it was tough to record. Not because... On well, the whole th- intro,
1: when I started with the Palooza Earth, we were just listening to it. And I'm like, who am I? Picture this. I can grow up to a meter in length, with a viscous coating, translucent skin revealing internal organs. My spit reeks of lilies. And I have dwellings that stretch out up to 15 feet below the Earth's surface. I am one of the most unique and curious life forms living in the Palouse. Can you guess my name? Well, my spit, it may not really stink of lilies. That's a myth. But then again, there are many myths about me. In fact, until recently, some didn't even believe in my existence. I am, of course, the giant Palouse earthworm.
0: Yeah. And it was just the funniest. Yeah. It it was it was fun. Oh, it was difficult that was to a do.
1: Blast. I think we both of us were just done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> at the
1: end of yeah. it. But we had so much fun doing
0: it. It was fun. Yep. And and again to that point, we do need to do more research driven episodes where it's just us shooting the breeze with what we learned. Um, right. Another um, another honorable mentioner, did you have more to add no, on? No, that? that's that's all I got. Uh the few halloween episodes that we did oh that was fun um both just us kind of talking about events that were going on and things you could do around the valley to celebrate halloween um and then also when we had slash on
1: oh the uh, the surrounding lewiston area spirit
0: hunters right that was a blast that was fun and i i didn't have any idea what to expect um no i didn't either Uh, Yeah. I was uh, just like, oh, ghost hunters, got to have them on. There was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of sneaking around. There was murder. There was, you know, a lot of the Chinese that were here um, were not treated well and died horrible deaths. A lot of the prostitutes and and it was all kind of confined to Main Street, Lewiston.
1: Um, You
0: know, maybe that has something to do. felt like you were among the otherworldly. And we did, and it was great. Um, Definitely go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. I'm still not sold on ghosts, but I like the idea of ghosts, and I like the idea of people that have cool stories about their weird experiences. And so, again, that's another one that I hope we revisit in the future.
1: Well, there's much more haunted stuff that we even talked about.
0: Yeah, we've got big plans for Halloween next year if things are able to return to the way that they used to be mm. um mm-hmm. but we we will see hopefully that happens if it doesn't it doesn't we'll still have fun but
1: if it's not back by this time i'm not even gonna say it because <laughs> it won't be then and now i'm not moving on
0: <laughs> get the vaccine uh got any more honorable mentions in you uh yeah one last one greenfield
1: oh yeah i was gonna bring that up and forgot yep
0: They liked having the access point. I got to the shop. I'm locking everything up and putting all the product back in the vault. And this, I look outside and here's this uh, taxi. And out stands this little old woman. She was in her 80s. She had a cane. She was having trouble getting out of the the taxi. And she's walking up gingerly to the door and she sees closed by court order. And she just sat there, stared in awe like, well, what am I going to do? This is what I need. Elderly people are looking for... For an alternative to pharmaceuticals that they don't think are good for them and they can't afford them. And this poor old lady, the city council just told her to stick it. The
1: story that Matt told that I threw in the introduction for that episode, Mm -hmm. where.
0: It was heartbreaking.
1: Oh, the little old lady gets out of the cab and uses, you know, marijuana to help Mm -hmm. her creaky bones or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That was. Just the whole story of, well, shoot, that's another one of those. The whole city council almost got voted out because they were trying to block
0: what Washington had already passed. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. That was a cool episode. And and Matt is just a heck of an entrepreneur. Um, you know, he's, he's a really cool guy, really Mm -hmm. fun to talk to. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, had a lot of fun doing that episode, um, and again, I hope to have Matt on again in the future and yeah.
1: talk about his cigar shop, talk and about, and about how cigar, cigar cigars yeah. and all that. Yeah, and really good cigar shop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So those are my honorable mentions. Those are my favorite <laughs> episodes. Um, and yeah, it's just been awesome over the last year to do all this. And uh, in that respect, we have learned quite a bit about the show and and doing the show. And, yeah. Uh, well, when we started, I had. You know, I
1: had uh, like three microphones. Mm -hmm. I had recorded myself a little bit. That was my whole, I'd recorded myself a little bit playing music. None of it was up to any sort of standards. Yeah. And I don't know how many hours I spent reading online. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do? Like, not only just getting a, uh, it's called a DAW everybody mm-hmm. it's a digital audio workstation so mm-hmm. basically microphone microphone into mixer mixer into computer and you work on it and do all your editing on this on this digital audio workstation and trying to figure out um, oh no, we made a mistake here how do I cut this out and move it together and mm-hmm. and then uh, fading in and fading out and
0: well and then also just logistics where do we host this podcast How do I get it on Spotify? how do I get it on? itunes xyz you right know? i forgot about uh, all that that stuff how much is it gonna cost how is it annual is it you know how do we get a patreon neither going? of us really had jobs at that point no <laughs> yeah I, I had gotten laid off i just got done with school you're still in school yeah. um yeah that was a tricky time um but yeah that was that was definitely a big part of the learning curve um and like you said, with mics and stuff, uh, we're, we've both been musicians since we're teenagers. And there's a difference between speaking for a crowd, um, which we're more accustomed to, than speaking to an audience you can't see through a microphone just staring at each other's big mugs. and
1: uh, Yeah. I okay. Even thinking about that, uh, we, I'm sure we've gotten better at that, too.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know we have. I mean, if we went back and listened to them, which... I don't really go back and listen to the super old ones. Or I'll do on
1: occasion. I don't. Either, I don't generally yeah. make it through the whole thing. But every once in a while, I'll be like, "I wonder what that sounded like," mm-hmm. and I'll listen to a snippet of it.
0: Yeah, um, that that is definitely part of it. Just getting more comfortable doing that. I just broke uh, some of my rules and some of our rules for the show. Also, just now. Uh, which is getting used to not saying um and ah uh, and yeah, and definitely and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, cool. It, it's so hard not to do that, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like your brain
1: kind of spaces out for a minute. And, oh, cool. And you're trying to think of the next thing to say right. and all that. and Yeah. I don't know. It, but like you said, even before we got to that point, it was, all right, how do I make the sound in this room doable so i Mm -hmm. went online and i've got some acoustic foam which basically disperses the sound waves so you don't get echoes and like i hung a bunch of stuff on the walls and Mm -hmm. all this stuff and i try to keep things in the corners to break up the sound and and i mean well because for the folks at home
0: that obviously haven't been in here without that stuff this is just a room of hard surfaces Mm -hmm. like the the ceiling is like hardwood of some kind right yeah kind of wood um the, the floors are, are just like a hardwood type of thing. It's
1: just an 11 by 12 bedroom yeah and I think you can probably hear right now that's a hot water heater. <laughs> um, eventually I'd like to get a door for this <laughs> this uh, I mean there's still improvements to be made. I guess yeah, is what I'm getting at For
0: sure and I mean I think even if we were in a professional studio, all uh, Hallis, Howard Stern or whatever, it would still you know be something you could continually work at. But I think another thing, like you mentioned before, was editing, which you do a great job of. Um, Everybody clap for Brian because he edits all of these episodes. And, you know, I'll come in with ideas and just say, hey, this would be cool if... And then Brian kind of makes it happen. Um,
1: Well, the Halloween episodes, the scary
0: music and all that. Or, like, like, just starting to do, like, our little monologues that we do for the intros or, like... Hey, it would be neat if we like took a snippet out of the show and put it up front. Um, that was a good idea. Like Stuff like that. And, and then you always are able to bring it to life. And that takes time. That takes dedication. That takes um, know-how. And, yeah, it's a big part of the show. And without it, the show wouldn't be as good or as polished. So everybody give Brian a hand wherever you're listening. I don't care if you're in public or not. You have to clap. Yeah.
1: Well, hey, there you go. Driving. Um, I don't know. You just do it quick. Uh, And the the format of the show, like you mentioned, uh, this one's just you and me, so I'm not going to do the whole take a snippet out of the show, but that was one thing. I don't know how we came up with that. It was just kind of something we both dawned on us. Like, you I know
0: stole what? it from a podcast. Well, I stole I, it from another podcast.
1: Okay. But I'm just saying, like, some point in the episode... Oh,
0: how do we choose? Yeah, how do yeah. we choose what
1: we do? It just seemed like some point in every episode, someone would say something that they liked about the valley right and we're just like okay let's let's take a, a chunk of what they said about what they liked about the valley and, and put it up front mm-hmm. and that's kind of been the running thing is that's the snippet we choose. And now, in the little background story, we, at some point in the episode, a little over halfway, we'll try to nudge someone into saying what they like <laughs> about the valley right. without them knowing, preferably. Yep. And so we can throw that
0: up at the front. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it mostly does. Yeah, sometimes we have to take two or three <laughs> runs at it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they'll
1: start and then drew and i'll just get real quiet yeah <laughs> and hopefully yep. get a good snippet yep.
0: out of it oh man but you know i don't know what else is that i i think those are the biggest things um i think uh trying to get like you said before more listener engagement whether that's through uh, folks at home emailing us and saying, Hey, this is oh, what we really liked. Love the emails. Uh, That's one thing. Shout out. Yeah. By the way.
1: Yeah. That was uh an email we got from a listener. Uh, what was a Brad? Yeah. Yeah. Brad, uh, he sent us, uh, I love getting emails from people. And this yeah. was, this one, uh,
0: it's just, it's just nice. Mm-hmm. It's just really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he sent us a super cool, supportive email and, uh, was just talking about what he liked about the show and um, happy to see that it exists. And for us, that, again, is reaffirming, re- reassuring, rather, that we're doing something of value to people. And uh, that's it, goes, great.
1: it goes back to what you were saying. We, we don't get feedback.
0: Right. We're in a room and we're with each get, other. We're trying to get more of that engagement all the time, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or through emails, which hopefully yeah. you email us directly and tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong if we're doing something wrong what what would you like to see out of the show do you have good ideas for us interview ideas topic ideas you know that that's really what what we want to do next i think and what we've always wanted to do is connect more with the listeners um because we can't possibly know everything about the valley that's cool there's so many things that's right um you folks at home that listen you you know some stuff that we don't so please share that with us um share share those positive things share those negative things if there are any um but yeah just the engagement with listeners that was kind of a thing that we were working on all the time too um, but yeah I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into doing this there's a lot that goes into starting a podcast from scratch with zero experience and broadcasting um recording in this way interviewing people um it's been work for us, and I, if I don't say so myself, I think we're doing a good job. I would, I would like to, uh, I would like to think so. Yeah, we're gonna do better all the time.
1: It's it's constantly getting better, mm-hmm. and everywhere from the audio quality to the our interview styles and the format of the podcast, and mm-hmm. we're falling into a groove, which is nice.
0: Yep. And again, as you mentioned before, we're. <laughs> We're both, uh, gainfully employed, so yeah. we have a bit of a budget now, so hopefully we can take the show remote, we can go out and about, buy, buy equipment, that yeah. kind of thing. Well, but, I'd like... Yeah. But... But... If you would... However... Be so kind uh-huh. as to head to Patreon, give us a little dollar here or there. I was just gonna say that. If you would be, uh, into that kind of thing, you can head to patreon.com slash oldspiralpodcast and, uh... Become a subscriber that way, and you also get access to exclusive content. Anyway,
1: commercial-free episodes, early releases when possible. That's I throw true. some. Uh, I like uh, we said earlier. I do the music for the show every once mm-hmm. in a while. I'll throw up some music. I'll probably have to do that. There's a whole bunch of songs. I was going through a bunch of the old episodes, looking for clips and everything. And um, there's a bunch of songs that I'll, I'll do the whole, you know, three five minutes of a song, and I'll only put. 30 seconds of it mm-hmm. in the introduction, and, and I'll throw those up there, and it's um, it's a way to say thank you. As far as the budget goes, uh, hopefully we can start getting some merchandise, and the mm-hmm. first thing we do when we're going to get merchandise is send it to our Patreon subscribers yep. as a thank you, yep. uh, and then we'll have some for sale probably at uh, Greenfield Glass and Goods, which is the store next to the, the pot shop, and they have uh, records and local artists art and musicians music and Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of stuff other than just glass pipes. Um,
0: Greenfield mercantile.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, Thank you for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. I would also like to find another way cause Patreon's a month to month thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, hopefully one of the things I'm planning on doing in this next year is I'm going to try to get a website going and then we'll have a place where you can do a one-time donation if you want to.
0: Well, and the other cool thing and the other thank you, not to get hung up too much on Patreon donations and yada, 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 but we're able to do the show – at least host it for free. Yeah, we don't have to pay to keep it on 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 the air or yeah, because on your of our, phone because of our subscribers. So thank you again for that. You definitely are directly supporting the show. Right. So thank you. Um, I think that's basically what I wanted to discuss in terms of kind of what I've learned, what what you've learned, uh, in refining and making the show better. So I think we ought to talk about what's in store for the future. Which I would again like to do some more remote recordings, like we did at Spiral Rock.
1: Oh, that was so much um, fun! And all oh, I yeah. need—look, if, if you're going to be a guest on the on the sh- or, uh, yeah on the show, and all I need is 110 volts. Yep. Plug it in, and we're good to go.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, it's just a cool way to interact with our guests. Um, if you have a business, if you have a space of significance where you want to talk to us and tell us a story, tell us about who you are, what it is that, that you do, um, there's no better way to do it than in that space, I don't think. And that was certainly the case with Spiral Rock. And um, Stu Davis. With Stu Davis. Yeah. None other than Stu Davis. Right. Um, delicious, delicious wines and kombucha drinks. Mm -hmm. Beverages. Um. Thank you, Stu. Uh, But, yeah, the remote recordings, I would like to do more of that. Again, we will see, depending on things. And on that note, also, back to in-person interviews, if we can get that, uh, that'd be nice. Well,
1: shoot, that's something we passed over on the, on the learning curve was like, all right, I just figured out how to record everything in my studio. And, uh, Oh, look now people can't come into the studio. So (laughs) I'm like, okay, well can I put my computer (laughs) into the mixer and like have it come back in and, and doing that? It it's, it's actually worked out pretty well. Yeah. The the audio quality is not as good, but it's still very listenable. Very listenable.
0: Um, And then uh, I I would like to I would like to get some episodes that are yeah get get some episodes that are uh, more about our wilderness areas getting outdoors Uh, I I want to do some more stuff about like gardening maybe backpacking Mm. talk to some local guides uh, do some more fishing stuff maybe talk to some biologists wildlife management folks um, that type of thing. So for me, moving forward, that's what I'm I'm looking at. I don't know about you, Brian, if you've got other stuff or if that's kind of all jiving with what you're thinking too.
1: No, it definitely is. I mean, um, as far as backpacking goes, I know for sure I'm going to make another trip into the Seven Devils this coming year because when I went last year, at the end of June, we only made it a few miles because it was covered in snow. Right. So I'm going to do that. I think uh, some friends and I were talking about um, – doing another place that's escaping me right now see i'm gonna do some backpacking this summer for real um more people
0: we've got a whole list of things we want to do
1: yeah 46 episodes is not enough
0: i have probably at least 46 potential guests for next year yeah so and
1: I've got one in my mind, which I'll share with you in a minute, that's not even on that list. Ooh. So uh, again, thanks, everybody. I'm so glad that we're able to do this and that um, people are enjoying it. I mean, I know it's a little bit for us because mm-hmm. we enjoy doing this. We enjoy getting together and, mm-hmm. and and you know, as much work as it's been, it's it's a useful skill, I think. Yeah. And it's fun for me to do and it's fun for me to make the music for all this stuff and it's not always fun to edit the episodes, right? Uh, but it's it's I enjoy doing it, and but it's not just for me. It's not just for us. Um, it's for everybody that lives here. Yeah. And the fact that people are enjoying it makes me happy, and mm-hmm. makes it, it gives us a reason to keep going.
0: Yep. And uh,
1: which we're happy to do.
0: Yeah, and it it solidifies the fact that there are cool people here that are invested in this community that are invested in this place and uh again it's also just saying hey we live in a really cool place and we need to celebrate that
1: yeah 100 couldn't have said it better myself thanks everybody uh have a happy new year and then here's for 2021 um doesn't have to be the best year out there let's just have it be a fine well, the, year
0: the bar is remarkably low it's so low so
1: we. it's so low i think it will be better all right We will catch you very soon.